video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 209 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with the house of a thousand homeboys, Mr. Grizz. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Midnight Mike. I'm fired up, Daddy. And that's because it is the weekend of the one and only, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying. I don't know if we could say kiss stealing. A little, nah, we don't. No, we don't we're gonna skip that, that part. But we're the deal, son of a gun's last match, dude. I am fucking stoked about this. I don't know about you guys, but Ric Flair's last match being this weekend, probably the first like wrestling event I'm gonna buy in 15, 20 years. Wait, is it this weekend? Uh, oh, wait, is it the 31st? It's coming up. Uh, it is the 31st. The 31st. All right, so we are a week out from this weekend. So, dude, I'm that that fired up, dude. I am that ready for this shit. Have you seen the promos that have been going on for this? I've seen everything that they've done so far, and the only thing I got to say is that I am buying this just because there's a possibility of him dying in a hundred percent dude <laughs> okay so like i watched this whole like uh the thing that conrad thompson's been posting with uh jeff jarrett now attacking him in the parking lot with a high heel bro like he i thought he was dead in the parking lot he looks super He's rough like in that there. video so. well there was like a a picture of him like putting his boots on and I was like, oh my god, like he looks like he's laboring just doing that. Like, what the fuck? That guy's old as hell, man. He That's is, like- man. I, I am kind of glad that, that Jared's going to be in the ring with him. And I think the fact that it's going to be a tag team, uh, you know, with Andrade and, and fucking, uh, you know, Jay Lethal and shit, I think it's going to be, I think it's a cool, it's a cool way to do it. That way you're not putting so much on the old man's back. He could still say he had his last match, but it's really going to be a, a, a match between the younger guys, I think, with some with some big pops for Flair. Yeah, I mean, he should have just left the uh, the match with Shawn Michaels being, you know, oh, that man, being the yeah. last one. That would have been a great way to go out, but you know, these guys they just can't they can't stop, and or they need like uh, they need money for some sort of bills or something. That could be something I, else that's I think going this on. This is honestly, dude. I think this is kind of like him trying to wash a, a good picture of himself at the end of his career, based on some of the shitty things that have come to light or whatever. And just like you know, the past few years haven't been the best for Ric Flair. So I feel like this is a good way for him to be like, hey, this I'm, is it. I'm still a great wrestler, you know. Dude, I gotta say though that uh, Jared looks fucking ripped, dude. Jared's bigger than I've really? ever seen him, dude. Yeah, really? Dude, oh man. Honestly, Jared's bigger upper body than I've I remember him being in like the '90s and shit, dude. He looks great, dude. That's pretty wild. I, I haven't I haven't seen him like beyond like just like a promo photo where he's like dressed like a normal person. Uh, I haven't seen him. Good. Yeah, yeah, like I haven't seen him dressed like a wrestler in a while, so I'm not sure what to expect. I guess what gets me so fired up about it, dude, is that just the way that they're handling the promotion of it, uh, the storytelling, it it just feels like classic wrestling that I grew up on. And like Attitude oh, Era yeah. should decide, like Attitude Era was still classic wrestling storytelling that I, you yeah. know, from the 80s just ramped up a little bit. And this feels like that. It feels so different 
than all the other shit that's going on on television that I've tried to give a chance to, and I just I can't get behind it. This feels exciting. The, the 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 way that they're like advertising it using the podcast and stuff so smart like i'm just it, it gets me going dude i i'm uh i think this is gonna be cool as fuck for a match plus the briscoes dude that's gonna be it's fun to watch those guys yeah i i mean it gives us something to actually look forward to because like w uh, i can't even speak wwe is just fucking shit in the bed although they're switching raw to turn it off the pg on raw so we'll see if that changes anything I don't know. The man. old man's booking, dude. It's know. not changing shit. I'm telling you. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think uh, they're too uh, locked into that whole like McMahon bullshit until he's gone. That's it. I think he has to die, or they have to like find him like legally responsible Spons- for oh, something. Yeah. Which they're trying. Which I feel like, I feel like, tried so I feel like they're trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. The harder yeah, they tried, yeah. the more he wants to be in the spotlight too. It's hilarious. These guys, guys, are a sociopath. He has like uh, no a, idea what's going on in amazing. the real world. But yeah, that's fucking it, dude. Nuts. I just wanted to. I'm, I am fucking for once in a long, long time. I am excited about a wrestling angle. About so. current current wrestling current featuring. Wrestling ancient wrestlers 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. so grizz uh this week we are going back to a place that you absolutely love and that is the world of rob zombie uh this week we will be covering the 2012 the lords of salem and one thing I'll say right now before we actually get into the movie and start talking about things, this is a Rob Zombie movie that I actually like. So, you know, is, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. And this is one that I feel like we've been not like teasing, but we've been talking about if we're going to do another Rob Zombie film, it's going to be Lords of Salem. I, I mean, I, I knew personally that you actually enjoyed this film. It's been like the, the joke that like oh all of his films suck but you're like yeah but i could do with fucking lords of salem so like i feel like this was a good medium for us to venture into because we have yeah. covered his another film of his in the past i believe we covered a house of a thousand corpses in the past which i do like i, I do too that's these these two are the standouts for me i will say that 100 percent out of all of his films these are my two favorite house of a thousand corpses but lords of salem being my favorite overall of his entire catalog yeah so I actually just recently watched House of a Thousand Corpses. This is all in preparation for this fucking. Oh, I love this. This episode, yeah. So I watched House of a Thousand Corpses. I watched Devil's Rejects. I watched Three from Hell, and then I watched Lords of Salem. Nice. And I was thinking to myself, like, okay, like, let me try to get back into the Rob Zombie mode. Um, let me give all these a shot again. I'm also going to skip the Halloween movies because I wasn't in the mood to go through that. But uh, you know what, man? Not that bad. I didn't have that. B- I mean, Three from Hell is, is fucking not it's tough. that great. I agree. Yeah. Um, definitely House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Those are thumbs it's up. A, it's a great back-to-back um, watch. Yeah. And I feel like Lords of Salem is like him trying to make... I'm not going to say a serious movie, but less outrageous than um, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, all the shit that's, you know, like that. This feels like the most uh, original film of his, like the most out of his own head, not borrowed from so many other uh, other films that I'm sure he loves. You know, there's you can watch 
house you can watch devil's rejects and be like oh this reminds me of texas chainsaw massacre this reminds me of the different uh you know uh what were they called the uh the the race movies the death race movies and stuff like that from the 70s and everything uh they remind me of the grindhouse movies and stuff yeah so like you can really pick those apart and be like i could see what he's trying to do whereas lords of salem feels like okay this is a really cool original idea and he does a pretty good job of getting it across i i will i've come across something in my own head being a rob zombie fan that i've realized and it's the true across the fucking board for everything that he does whether it's his music his movies all this shit dude he has great ideas great intentions with a fucking complete lack of restraint that's the one thing that hinders his i think movies from being taken more seriously he goes too far it's too much too and and not even so much in like the violence or like the topics and stuff but it's just like you need to hold back like it's okay to say fuck a bunch and you know to, to use this kind of language we and like, stuff we, we talk like that that's 100%. like how people speak but like, like we say fuck all the time but to like make it just so like white trashy and like down your throat in a lot of those cases with like house of a thousand corpses and stuff like that yeah. it just yeah. if he had a little restraint to pull back on those characters I feel like they'd be even better and, and more well received across the board because they're 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 super well received. People love these characters. Yeah. I just feel like and the same thing goes with Lords of Salem, dude. He has great ideas. Uh, the ideas I think grander in his head than he's able to produce on screen. So what we get is a lot of like overboard and imagery that is yeah needs yeah, to be pulled yeah, yeah, back yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean, and I agree. Um, watching these movies back, just you know, within the last week or so, there's a few times where I like had a little bit of a laugh because it's like, oh fuck you, motherfucker! I'll fucking do whatever I fucking want. Well, fuck you, bitch! Like yeah. fuck you, yeah, I'll fucking. Well, both of you fuckers better fucking stop Point fucking in around. Case that sounds like a fucking scene right out of the movie, dude. Like a hundred percent. That's exactly the point where it's like. You could get that same point across without it becoming across like fucking stupid and like yeah, it's derivative of the point. Too yeah, too edgy. It's oh, like they're yeah. trying a little bit too hard sometimes, you know. Which I get it. I mean, you're you're like trying to be some uh, I I don't know even what do you even want to call it like a uh, like an underground hero type like oh i'm a weirdo and I'm i do the dirt weird ball king. like that's his that's, yeah, that's yeah. his thing dude like he just I'm wants to be king show, of the baby. dirt ball yeah, yeah. dirt ball <laughs> carnival king like that's his like that's what he wants to be like yeah. forever known as and he's doing a great yeah, job yeah. At it, so. yeah yeah but lords of salem you know more of a straightforward horror movie um it has like that weird rob zombie imagery that he always tries to put in his wife is in it ken foray's in it fucking herman munster uh which we'll talk about that again a little bit later but uh herman munster's in this one right he plays like the other dj that works there um you know you have old ass witches you have like weird naked uh rituals in the forest very uh rob zombie type visuals i guess you know it's it's definitely a rob zombie movie you know even if it's pulled back restrained whatever toned down a little bit it's a fucking rob zombie movie oh yeah 100 percent. and uh 
you're right on board with like yeah he has his visuals but i feel like in this movie like they create such like a, a cool vibe and setting whereas like the visuals in all of his other movies are just like dirty grotesque fucking like dank just places you wouldn't want to be but like all the settings in this movie are places that i would really love to hang out like her fucking like heidi's bedroom sherry's sherry moon zombie like her character's entire apartment is super fucking cool would yeah. love to hang out in these places he, he really does a great job of creating a, a 180 degree vibe from all of his other movies in this one yeah yeah this one takes place like in reality and like <laughs> yeah, in that's, times. yeah that's a great point yeah this yeah. feels real so it, it's supposed to take place in Salem, Massachusetts, right? Uh, current day, or at least 2012, 2011. I don't yeah. know. I guess, whatever. But, uh, you know, all his other movies are always kind of like period pieces and like, oh, this movie takes place in the 70s or the 80s or something. And I feel like maybe he's better off sticking to contemporary um, you know, settings instead of trying to do like period pieces like he does all the time. I think maybe it's a little bit easier for him to actually get his, uh, you know, the story across and the characters become a little bit more likable for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very interesting when you think about that, like all his movies are pretty much like he's trying to have like a throwback of some sort. And this movie's not like that. Not at all. Yeah. This, like, that's what I was trying to say. Like, this is the most original of his, his ideas that I feel like he's tried to put on film and i and like like i said man it's it was bigger than him to the point where he felt like he needed to novelize the story after the fact and put it out in a book because he just couldn't get it all out and i could see the passion in this you know like i could i could i really see that this is like rob zombies like real heart is in this compared to being like this i'm a horror fan like i feel like this was his like no, this is the movie I would always wanted to make if I could make a movie. He's established himself as a director at this point. He's done a big blockbuster like Halloween and shit. I feel like this was his like, all right, now it's time to make what Rob Zombie's always wanted to make. And I kind of get that vibe from this. And that's why it feels like almost undone and almost too long because there was just like too much going on in his own brain to make it all happen. <laughs> Um, what do you think about John Five doing music for this? Great, really, really good, man. I, this, and I'm so glad that this movie doesn't suffer from the soundtrack syndrome that all of his other movies do, where it's just an overload of classic rock pop moments. You know, like oh, you you know, you want to hear Freebird and shit like that. Like, I don't want to fucking hear those songs in a horror movie. You know, that's not what I'm into. This movie feels really good including the fact that the fucking black metal that they use feels authentic the dude that they're interviewing reminds me of, of fucking gall like it's it's just it's awesome man like everything came together really cool for that this is probably one of my favorite portrayals of black metal in horror films yeah like they like that character never comes back really like i mean you see him in like a like a hallucination type thing but like he, he never really makes like an ass of himself, you know, and he's like super serious. He's kind of creepy, right? Doesn't like, break. The, I love that. Yeah. Like they're all fucking around and joking around and he's serious the whole just time. Delivering. His face is just, yeah. yeah, that's, I do like that actually, man. I do. I, I like that a lot. And the, uh, the Lord's 
song, like I that theme. Fucking cool, man. I mean, he, jumping, he, jumping way ahead, but like the 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 actual final concert of the Lords. What a fucking setting, dude! Like, you ever? Oh man, what is the name of that band? There's like a pagan band that does like they're they're all in the fucking get up. They got the horns and the fucking little crotch fucking leathers and shit like that, and they play like metalish high lung that's what they're fucking called dude and like it, it's like straight pagan metal and it's like this crazy like you feel like you're witnessing witchcraft dude it's cool as fuck and that's like the same like vibe that this gave me i was like oh man i would love to see a band that just came out with like this kind of fucking thing especially if they were yeah. all chicks fuck dude i'd be so into that <laughs> so you know what let's uh let's actually just hit the trailer and oh we'll my get god we haven't movie. even done that yet. <laughs> yeah 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 fuck that let's hit the trailer and we'll go into the movie of Salem. Uh, Grizz, why don't you just give a rundown on what is actually going on in this movie? So, what this movie is basically about is a well, we, we could call it a recovering addict. The character played by Sherry yes, Zombie, yep. Heidi, who is a radio DJ in Salem, Massachusetts. And what is going on underneath all of that is there is an ancient curse Put on this uh, this town, basically, from the witches of Salem from back in the day on the Hawthorne family that uh, they would one day bring forth the rebirth of Satan or the spawn of Satan. Uh, they would actually birth. Yes. The- 
that birth spawn of the Satan. spawn yeah. of Satan uh, through this curse. And this movie basically is uh, living out that prophecy. Uh, we get a really cool thing where uh, where Heidi lives are these uh, three modern day witches one of them being meg foster who which is is like epic we get patricia quinn and d wallace what a fucking trio of uh of powerhouse women that is to begin with and they i love those characters dudes though like they're they're there to basically trick heidi into becoming the next mother of satan and uh wild concept man and zombie just force feeds you imagery after weirdness after imagery in this movie to get the point across that the birth of satan is upon us yeah it's it's very um like rosemary's baby type thing um this whole conspiracy to make her have like the kid of this fucking deranged I looking never put creature. the rosemary's baby thing together yeah. great yeah yeah 100 very similar but i like how she's like the dj at i guess like an alt rock you know or like classic rock radio station and you have ken foray there who's supposed to be like this cool older dude you know he's always playing that Shaft character kind of character yeah 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 jeff and, daniel uh, phillips you know. the other he's the the caveman from geico that we all know but uh he is that really him that's 100 percent every time is that really him? yeah he's the caveman but he's wow. in every fucking rob zombie film so like we get him again here uh herman whitey as he's called in the uh the film uh it, it's it's cool man i like that the radio station play it it allows the story to unfold really well because the whole concept of this song being played uh sent to her specifically she's like a dj and she gets this package in the mail of this this album from the lords of salem band it's like packaged in like a like oh, a it's so fucking cool. wooden box yeah 100 cool. percent black metal looking fucking box yeah and but this song that's on this album or whatever is supposed to ignite this curse and uh bring all of the females of salem together and like this coven will be reborn and the birth of satan will happen it's such a cool concept. The the setup to that I think is awesome. It the the whole plot, where it happens, it's just so it's so perfect, man. Yeah, it's cool because like she's starting to be overtaken by like this evil force, but like all her friends think she's just back on heroin again and stuff. Great. Like hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like she's on this like binge or whatever, but really like she's having this fucking demon uh really it is like the devil coming to impregnate her with yeah. his spawn manifesting in shit. many forms like yeah it's it, it's it, cool it's super cool too because it's a little bit of a descent into madness film which i everybody knows i fucking love that concept especially with the drug element here because it's like she's pushed so far back into using yeah. again that she, you know like it's her only she feels like it's her only way out because no one everyone thinks she's fucking using and there's nothing else that anyone can do for her so she ends up using and shit but uh, I, I love the buildup to that, where like it all starts with her like having this empty apartment next to her, and then one morning she sees somebody in the doorway, and then she asks the fucking landlady, and then she's like, "There's nobody. We haven't rented that out yet. I don't know what you're talking about, you know." And it's like this slow buildup that's kind of based around this empty apartment next to her that just transforms into these wild fucking scenes yeah, man. At, at one point there's like a giant yeti in there <laughs> yeah, 
the, right? yeah, he's wild as the fuck. The squatches dude. in there, dude. What's up with that, man? At one point, it turns rent? into a massive cathedral with like jerking off fucking uh, priests and shit hang, like that. A lot of hanging dong in this movie. Dude, a lot of dong. I mean, uh, dude, the tit tallies way up. Uh, the fucking the clam count is way up in this. Uh, the, wait, 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 the, the dong digits are off the fucking chart. So I feel like we are fucking all things. Bad taste is just nailing it down with there's, this movie. There's something for everybody in 100%. this movie. Um, here's something I want to say before we get any any further. Is is this a Halloween movie, dude? This movie feels like a Halloween movie. It's, we should have maybe waited till the fall for this. It's definitely a fall vibes movie. And I think just because of the, you know the the theme Salem, of it, yeah. Salem just gives you the witch. It just gives you fucking Halloween vibes. Everyone associates Salem with the fall and everything. It's 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 just kind of it naturally revolves there. I think this is a good time yeah. to do it though, man. Like the movie, the movie takes place in the fall, I believe. Yes. But it wasn't. It wasn't released. It was released in the spring. It was like April or something, and, right? And this Isn't is the perfect time to do it, man. Because right now it's this fucking goddamn heat wave. Everybody's sweating their balls off, and everybody wishes it was fall. So this is just a good, feel good time. Go watch this fucking movie. Get into some fall vibes. We're you know maybe a month and a half out from actually getting there to to feeling oh, that so kind close, of release, man. We're so close. So, I just I just I'm sick of the heat already. I hate fucking summer, I, dude. It's not my I time. I look at like the. I look at the weather app and it's like, oh, 90 plus degrees every day uh, for the next week. 70% I see it and I'm just humidity. Like, it's just horrible. Yeah. The, the one thing I, which is like, I, I guess now that I'm like older, it's like, wow, I've, I've become that guy. <laughs> like this, when it's, what is the, the longest day of the year? The 22nd of June or the 24th of June, Something whatever the like fuck that. it is. Let it like come. when we hit that when we hit that day, it's like oh thank God it's gonna start getting darker. Darker now. soon, yeah, yeah dude. Get, get me dark at five thirty, six o'clock. I'm I'm good with that. Five o'clock even. Let's 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 roll it back. Five o'clock. Five o'clock is the shit. I like man. That. When they were talking of when they they keep talking about getting rid of daylight oh, savings time and all that. I'm like no. Come on, it's my favorite time of year, dude. I don't know why people complain so much about that. Like like twice a year you fucking one time you gain an hour of sleep and the other time you gotta wake up an hour earlier really? you don't even realize it like 100%. come on really people uh, just want a bitch dude. people just want a bitch yeah let me have my fucking darkness at 445 <laughs> and like it's snowing and it looks like i'm in the fucking thing dude i so i used to work at a cemetery and it was probably maybe about like a 20 minute drive from my house, but it was like a clear shot up um, one of the parkways. And once you got past a certain point closer to my house, there was less and less cars. There was like a, there was like lakes over there. And I'm, I'm talking like, right. I lived on long Island, so I wasn't like in the country. It's just some places have like little nature preserves and there's one right along this parkway. And dude, I used to love getting out of work at like 4.30 and it would be getting dark when I'm going to my car, driving home. It's like fucking snowing. I'm like, damn, this is this is how it goes. Dude, driving like, in the snow in the dark, there's something about it. That space effect hits you. It's like you're fucking yeah, traveling yeah, back like, in time. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're going fucking light speed, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, I, I love that shit. And then like, the only thing that sucks about it 
is like that time when you do get like substantial snow and it's like oh fuck i can't see shit there's two feet of snow on the ground i'm driving a hyundai elantra right now this is not this is not good this is not good i don't think people who who, like have never lived in a place with snow can really like understand that feeling of driving in in like blizzard whiteout conditions not knowing if there's a road underneath of you or not yeah. like just hoping you're in a lane you are grabbing <laughs> that fucking wheel so hard dude like i'm sitting up full attention i got the radio off my eyes are as wide as they yeah. can possibly be the, the window is open <laughs> hell yeah like i need to be as alert as possible i'm looking yeah. for all signs of life dude it's it's the, the key that i found is look for the like we got power lines above ground here that's a lifesaver so if you yeah. look for the power lines, you know you're on the fucking road. You're if you're on the good, good side of them. <laughs> yeah, stay, stay about eight feet away from those yeah, and you're, then you're good. in good condition. That's fucking funny. Remember, like, they had that whole thing, like, oh, don't drive through snow banks. There might be bricks and stuff. Uh, like, leaf don't piles. drive through piles That's, of leaves. Yes. That is that still a thing? Do people still hide like dangerous I bl- obstacles? I don't know if it is, like dude, but I will never drive through one because yeah. of it. Like I, yeah. I was told like that at a young age, and I'm like, fuck that. It's like real life Mario Kart. It's uh, like you're gonna hit the fucking, you're gonna hit the banana peel and, f- and fly through somebody's <laughs> living room. Uh, oh, I don't want dude, that trouble. One more thing. I don't know why that just remind. Well, I know why. I I love when you see like a corner house. And they just have a giant, like, fucking 10-ton boulder right in the corner of the property because you know somebody has fucking gone through their window Blasted at some that point. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, this person is never having that again. I will like, never buy a house on a T. <laughs> never buy a house on a T intersection, oh. dude. I see... I, I, there's some where I've seen you're coming down, like, a hill to a fucking oh stop sign on a T, and there's just a house at the fucking base of that. I'm like, who would pick a house to put that there? It, like, me and... Me and Anthony, Anthony and I, are driving back from a, a show we just played, right? It's snowing like a motherfucker. It's like maybe 9 o'clock at night around there. And uh, we go down this block, and it's like, picture like a J, a J curve, but down a hill. Oh, so fun. like, but but like you're going straight down and the curve is not till the end just starts so yeah so about halfway down this hill we fucking completely just lose traction he has a a minivan that we're in dude of course some stupid motherfucker has their car parked right at the bottom oh my god right on the turn we end up fucking hitting his car the guy comes out he's all fucking mad at anthony he's going all nuts then i get out of the car and he shuts the fuck up because i look crazy <laughs> dude, at that you point park your car at the bottom of a snowy dude, hill dude dude the cop comes for the police report that's what he says to the guy why the fuck would you keep your car here yeah it's like, damn it's like finally it's so funny i, I don't know it. man people do some weird shit all right so lords of sea that's right <laughs> lords, lords of sea. Sea. um now we keep talking about like all the weird imagery and all that shit what would you say was the strangest fucking thing in this movie? Oh man, the thing that like the I one thing where you were like Jesus, like what the, the fuck thing that was confused that? me and was like what the fuck was when she was grabbing the like umbilical cord baby monster that I feel like was impregnating her or something. That like, oh, that was like, yeah, that that thing was a little like confusing for me for sure. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. The Yeti was a little confusing too, but 
but the the baby uh, with the tentacles was the one. Tentacle that did baby it for you. really was because like they had the sound and like her being like like season out like it was it was uh, weird. It wasn't the uh, actual upside down cross monster that she birthed at the end. No, the Kraken. I'm okay with that. I think that was a good. <laughs> I think that's an appropriate look for <laughs> Satan's baby. I was more expecting that. You know what? Like, kind of like pissed me off and like I I don't know like why I don't know the thing that got under my skin was when the fucking priest forced her to give her a blowjob in like the the demon dream or whatever in the church I just was like motherfucking priest like this son of a bitch (laughs) dude I was so mad at him like oh I just I I don't know just pissed me off dude well then you end up getting those other priests like jacking it like See, yeah, their, and know. like that's that they looked like evil priests, you know? Like they were like they didn't have faces. That looked like a normal dude who was just like taking advantage of her and shit. Like that's what kind of like pissed me off about it. It just seems so like yeah. violating. Like I was like, this motherfucker. Kind of weird. Kind of yeah. out of place. Right? Kind of out of place. And it's movie. funny because I guess like filming this was a fucking nightmare. Like it was just miserable for everybody. It was rushed. They could they had so many like church scenes. Not a single fucking church would let them film after they saw the oh, script. They were not. like, there's no fucking way we're filming this. You so like everything had to be built out. Denver. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Dude, yeah, I got stories about them. But anyways, fucking <laughs> So like after, after. they ha- they had to like build all of this shit out because like obviously no church was gonna let them fill like a fucking priest dick sucking scene inside their church and shit. So like and dude, that one church is like so <laughs> grand. Ain't my dick getting sucked. You ain't fucking filming here. <laughs> <laughs> like we only like chill under our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Fuck great. <laughs> It's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. So, so uh, one criticism that I have to say about this movie, we don't get enough Ken Foray in this. Yeah, I, like I love the character. Like, like towards the end, he, he becomes scarce. But we do have that. Um, we have like the, the guest that was on her show. Oh, that you know what? I like that expert. dude. What's his name? Uh, Bruce Davison uh, plays Francis Matthias. Yeah, great. He, name. He's a good character. He's like good-hearted. He means well. Um, he's trying to kind of figure out what's going on. He does figure out what's going yeah. on. Uh, I I think it's pretty cool how like they also give him the old you know <laughs> he he gets fucking the frying pan death. <sighs> Not good, man. Like you that's know, a that's a terrible way to die. I think he's in a really important character in this story. I think he does a good job of like keeping me involved because like i want to know like you know like you said he's trying to figure it out which is helping us as the viewer figure it out as we go along too because without it it's a very confusing film it's yes. it's a like i said it's a lot of imagery that's very flashbacks confusing. and all yeah, that stuff and just and like, what's what's real what's a hallucination oh, see, speaking of flashbacks i have to say this might be like my absolute favorite depiction of like a witch's coven like in the woods and shit like that. Like in the beginning when they have like the baby and they're licking the fucking baby and shit like that. Like this pleases me, dude. It's and they're all like <laughs> no, this they're all just naked me. bitches in the fucking forest getting wild with fire and shit, dude. I'm like, this is really fucking cool. Like this looks authentic. I really, they're like, really they're like, like that. older women. Like yeah, it's not like it was a know, mix. A there was older, and, and you know what's great, dude? In this film, we we saw 
all females of all sizes. There is no discrimination. It's like, dude, I got a, I got a bone to pick with, with typically men. And we're going to get into a topic here, Mike. It's going to be a little okay. side note here. I'm going to talk about porn. All right. What do you Whenever got, someone asks somebody else, oh, who's your favorite porn star? I immediately am like, this fucking normie fucking noob piece of shit has a, a favorite porn star. What the fuck is that? Who, who is watching that kind of shit? Where you like, oh, I specifically only want to see this bitch. Like, no, that's that's the dumbest mentality to have in modern porn day. I just want to tell everybody, like, I, I, dude, for me, like, I don't want to see somebody I have no chance with. Right? Is that like not a men? Like, I want to I want to see a normal person that I'm like, hey, I could potentially see this happening one day. That's cooler for me. Then be like, oh, this Alexa bubble buns or whatever is the bitch for me. Like, that's so stupid. Like, you are limiting yourself if you think that way. Well, what I want to know is, like, how do you how do you get, like, a favorite porn star? Like, Dude, how does that happen? Right. What simp mentality <laughs> to be like, this is the one I'm always going to watch. Like, I got to go back. Like, you're a fucking it's stalker like if you have a favorite porn star. All right. That's <laughs> what I'm going to come out and say. Dude, would you ever go to a porn convention? No. What would I like? The people that I watch aren't there, like, unless they're like fans like me walking around who post on like random That's sites really and funny. shit. Like, like oh, oh, I recognize you guys. You're not from the convention, but I recognize your videos. Or I recognize. Oh, I know. I, can, I, I recognize, recognize that dong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's man. just my bone of contention for the week that I just had to get off my chest. What brought that up? What, what brought that up, man? Well, we were talking about the witches and like, I just appreciated how they weren't just all like hot, sexy, naked witches in the forest. Like you said, there were grandmas, there was young ladies, there was skinny, there was overweight a little. There was a good plethora of all shapes you, and man? sizes. He didn't discriminate. You are, you, you are a man of the people. A hundred percent. You are truly I don't want to see fake people. shit. You know, that's not me. I'm a realist. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of like another like scene with like a witch's coven that's like this. And, the like, witch? That's not really a... Well, has, dude, this is like next level though. That's this why I'm saying like, this one is better. This one's like my favorite. I like the way the witch did it. I think the witch is, is captivating. But this uh -huh. feels like... Oh, this is fucking dirty witch shit. Hell yeah. Like this this feels really cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I I really do think that kinda like sets the tone for the movie when you see shit like that. Oh, and to start I always off, like yeah. um and I always like the old like um like oh let's flash back to like where you know the person did something bad and they're being punished by the town and they curse the town it's like that old like, uh, earnest scared stupid you know bit where they get say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like your family will progressively get more dumb i that's another connection i've never uh, made this has an earnest you're, scared you're, stupid you're, plot dude this is <laughs> imagine <laughs> earnest in this movie he's sherry moon zombie dude i wish jim varney was still alive because he would be next level in a rob zombie film and he would be somebody rob zombie would cast 100 wow. percent of that hey I'm, hey did rob zombie ever cast paul rubens in anything i want to say he has i i don't know actually i can't say that for for a fact but that's another person that i feel like he would because he, he would was cast he was like a, a creative director right wasn't he like yeah. on uh, like the art team of 
Pee-wee's Playhouse. Playhouse yeah, right? all that set design and shit he was helped on. So, they have. Man, I feel like he has, but I can't. I can't say, oh, this is the one in, in what time period or whatever. But man, that feels legitimate. I swear to God, if if Rob Zombie designed fucking Conky, I'll I'll fucking take back every <laughs> bad thing I ever said. You owe him everything at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So you were saying before about the dude that's in like the black metal band. This is just totally random. Do you know who did the song for the music video? Oh man, I don't. If it's, I hope it's John Five. I hope more than anything that that John Five has that in him, <laughs> and he did that that track for this dude. It'd be so fucking cool. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty fucking cool. And I do I do kind of wish that they brought him back later in the movie, like in some sort of way. Like he was involved, or would have been real. You know, cool. He at least knows what's going on, something yeah. like that. But I, I guess I, you know. Well, like the same with they that track, like it. This is why it's like kind of my favorite depiction of black metal in any kind of film. Like I hated all that bullshit they did with the fucking Euronymous story and stuff, dude, which is very janky. But like this song feels super authentic, and like you just said, I want to know who did it. I want more of that that music. It, it just feels legitimate. Where it's like, okay, so Rob Zombie does understand the deeper side of the black metal scene he doesn't just see it as this corny fucking you know joke music which is depicted as in a lot of things like that was a really fucking good music that they were playing in that scene yeah yeah and and it's it is like over the top like the shit that they're talking about and stuff but it it, it's still fucking the way the dude plays it cool how he's like serious during the whole thing even while they're going fucking crazy it's really it like adds to the whole um it doesn't make the it doesn't like take from the movie you know what i mean like it's it's not like some ridiculous fucking thing that they threw in there that's like a joke that's like in all his other movies you know like it's still kind of serious and it kind of another thing that like sets the tone he's talking about like satan and all that shit and like it's kind of uh um he's kind of like a, a what's it called uh what the fuck do they like the uh oh my god this i feel like i uh the soothsayer like the okay. <laughs> like the the fucking crazy ralph from friday the 13th yeah They're all like gonna the, die like the, the you know like foreshadowing the harbin- the what's happening of death yes or whatever there the we go that's actually the best terminology for it and like <sighs> I feel like that, that that's a great point where they could have brought that back in with like the Lords of Salem, like have him be at that theater and stuff like that at the end. There could have been a really cool connection with that because he did feel yeah. very, very authentic to this. But he was kind of that like yeah. what he was saying was a little over the top and shit like that. But it was this like it, it laid out a lot of the underlying topics of the film that I think Rob Zombie was trying to get across. Yeah, and it's really kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. This movie, if you told me somebody else made it, I would 100% believe you. But you would but, see Sherry Moon and you'd be but, like, oh, I know who made this. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Like, But it's still a very Rob Zombie movie. You know, like, it, it's just, he... It's just, he, like, it's, actually made a real movie this yeah, time. Yeah, this is the most serious-toned movie that he's made. A hundred percent. Like this has a very, uh, at times dark 
uh ominous fucking like vibe to it where it's like all the other ones are kind of like tongue-in-cheek you're along for the ride kind of a horror whereas this one is like no like we're gonna take you on this ride kind of a thing like this is more gonna be like a very serious noted depiction of this downfall of this young lady and it's it's my favorite role of sherry moon zombies honestly and it's not just because she gets naked and shit in the movie that's just a bonus but like it's it's because that like don't get me wrong dude her acting is fucking horrible it's it's out the gate like dreadlocks are horrible too yeah yeah 100 percent, dude i'm not saying i I don't don't know i (laughs) I dig the way she looks in this movie i'd fall for her any day so like her acting is fucking horrible out the gate everybody knows that with that being said like she does a really good job in the role in this film there's points where it's like oh my god why are you doing this kind of body language when you're high and shit it's just stupid and shit like she just looks silly at times but like at the times where it matters i feel like she's very believable her as this Solid. dj feels very real like she f- I, I feel like that would be the kind of person she would be in real life if she never yeah. met rob zombie kind of a thing so yeah. it felt real yeah i like that man i like that you dig it this much really it really makes me feel pretty good man that like there's stuff out there that's not necessarily a splatter film that you just fucking love and it happens to be yeah. a Rob Zombie movie. It's not that when, when, I mean happens to be. Let's not I mean everybody knows my love for Rob Zombie. <laughs> but it's also the love of the topic. Man, I love witchcraft. I love Satanism. I love any story that revolves around like the occult and, and demonology and shit. Dude, one of my favorite movies from uh from the nineties, Stigmata. I can't get enough of that kind of shit, dude. Really? I fucking love that movie. Dude, bless the child. I fucking love that kind of shit, dude. Anything with like a religious undertone, I'm all the fuck about it, man. End of days. Yeah. Oh, give me it. All the time. Dude, I live for like apocalyptic dude. That's why Dogma's the best comedy of all time, dude. It centers around the same thing and like it's it's perfect. So like these kind of movies just just talk to me. Have you ever seen have you ever seen Prince of Darkness? Prince of Darkness, the uh, isn't that a Stephen King Carpenter movie? Carpenter, that's what it is. I have not seen it all the way through. Is it similar, like same end vibes, of, end of the world type um, thing? They find like the goo, and it's no, really I like, like the fucking too. the essence of like Satan in there. Beautiful, and it's like, dude, it's so sick. I'll put it on the list. Alice, Alice Cooper turns into like a homicidal, <laughs> possessed bum. Oh my, dude, I just watched fucking. People. I just watched Alice Cooper WrestleMania three come out with fucking jake the snake i just watched that the other night it's so fucking funny him trying to fight the hockey talk man (laughs) that's so good that's fucking great but yeah you know i feel like there's not enough like i'm not gonna say graphically violent but like non-atmospheric witch movies you know what i mean it's always very like it's like whimsical or it's Ugh, yeah. more like leave it to the imagination and all that stuff i i like witch movies where people get fucked up yes you know what i mean like this movie people get fucked up um uh superstition people get fucked up by that fucking witch thing like that i mean that is my favorite depiction of like a witch superstition ever. Yeah, when that thing's coming down the fucking stairs and it's like got the crazy like hands and that is probably the one of the most evil witch depictions, one hundred percent, dude. I will give you that. That is fucking stellar. I love the way that looks in that movie. The witches in this movie though? 
more realistic. This is what you would. This is what they actually would look like. Right, not living some, in the like, woods, nine foot tall monster, disheveled, yeah. and being man, weird. When they come out and they're playing that final song, it's this movie is like it's just heavy on these big images, you know, these big grand scenes that are just like Sherry Moon fully backlit standing above this grand like organ theater type of thing in a church and shit. It's just all of these scenes are made to feel so big that like Rob was really fucking going for it, man. Like yeah. and yeah. I appreciate that so much cuz this this film almost needs that like to 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 have the extremes of like the way the imagery looks for just witchcraft kind of feels right and like have all those gnarly fucking nasty witches inside of this beautiful church yeah like just greasy looking f- muddy and, and her giving birth on all of these naked ladies oh dude it's wild shit dude just fucking yeah. wild yeah. i don't think anybody that went into the theaters I know when I didn't, I went in to see this, uh, there was like a special uh, release thing on my birthday in September where they did this. He did it for like three years where like, uh, I believe it was this in 31 got like a special theater thing on my birthday where you got like a bunch of extra shit if you went and stuff. I got like posters and all kinds of other stuff. And like, I remember all of us in the theater being like, holy fuck <laughs> like this is escalating yeah, like, this is actually good yeah and then it's like it's building up and like the scenes are getting more and more graphic and like the the symbolism is heavier and heavier and like weirder and i could tell some people were like whoa i didn't sign up for this kind of thing man like it was, this is it was a little much yeah and there was murmuring of that coming out of the showing and stuff but then there was us who were like <laughs> Woo, dude, holy shit, this was everything yeah, that I wanted in a Rob Zombie film. <laughs> and, and, dude, like, if you stay for the credits, it has the best song, man. It's like this throwback to, like, the 80s, like, piano kind of horror song that you would expect in, like, a movie like this. Like, this, like, 70s, even, like, satanic horror movie. It's a really, really great piece of music. I, I Dude, John 5 really killed it with this. Yeah, and they do a cool thing, too, like the... Like after everything happens, they kind of say like, "Oh, all these people are missing." The news like, you gotta love that, right? All the, there was a mass suicide and all that shit, and it was all like people, like some historical society and all that stuff. Like, dude, it's so cool. One thing we didn't mention is when that the first time when that fucking song plays and they flash to all the different women around the town like the one lady's like in the fucking kitchen like working at like a, a restaurant they're just, all like, affected. staring at the space yeah like and there's all these people in different places like being affected by this like where your radio was and all that sh- dude that's a that great whole concept thing was so cool to me i thought they did a great job kind of like the showing infection what the, yeah the power of this thing because first it's just her like she's standing there and getting all like fucking weird and then they start flashing to like people and like I don't know if it was like a laundry mat or something like that. Like all just it was really fucking awesome, man. Really cool it. sequence. And really cool. That's where the storytelling in this is just really strong and original, where you have like this this song that infects the women of the ancient, you know, they were all tied to this, you know, community or whatever. It's it's so smart. I think, and this is this is why this is my favorite Rob Zombie horror film. It's it's well written, it's a little bit big for its britches, but it it 
gets the job done at the end of the day, I think better than most of his other films. Yeah. You know what, man? I have to agree with you. I think after rewatching all this shit, this is probably my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Seriously. No, I agree. Props. 100%. Props. Cheers. Uh, I, do I, do I, <laughs> do I like it better than Hellbilly Deluxe? That's to be debated. Ooh, that's tough. Very <laughs> tough. You know what this movie, you ever, ever seen that? Uh, there's a great um, newer horror movie. Not like, you know, new, new the last couple of years, but I think it was 2000 something. Um, what was it called? House of the Devil, I think it's called. I've heard of it. I don't know if I've seen it though. Bro, watch that fucking movie. Yeah. Like that is a perfect like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. We're not even going to talk about it right now because we're going to watch it for this podcast. It's that good of a movie that I think you would enjoy it enough to talk about it on here. Sounds like a, is that a Halloween movie? You know Sounds what? Like that, that, could be like that, a that is a great fall Halloween movie and people really get behind that film that's a great one to do this fall all right we'll save that one yeah. for the for you know maybe september. september yeah perfect yeah late september we'll do that shit maybe now what man mark mark the calendar this will be the episode before october yes we'll do uh, september before house october of the devil. will be house of the devil the last fucking week we will cover that to get you ready for that fucking spooky season Ooh. which i can't wait for dude we're gonna wreck your buttholes with stuff <laughs> we, we're doing this year. Yeah, we've been saving some stuff back that i've been dying to do so i'm excited yeah, for october fucking finally fucking finally so uh grizz man you know what we went to rob zombie land we all know that he's fucking you know the king of industrial radio music it's time we go uh, see what some other people are doing in the world of metal. You know what? I got a special one this week. We uh, we covered a classic the last time we talked about this. Not on our live episode, but our last recorded episode. Slowly We Rot by Obituary, I believe was the album that we covered. Is that correct? Uh, uh, I believe that was, yeah. Because you also recently you just picked up the uh, cassette of their their first album right didn't you just grab a yeah, copy yeah. of that yeah yeah i finally i finally so i got tired of collecting certain other things been it's been there's a, been a <laughs> lull so i'm like oh let me start grabbing more cassettes so like um I, of course everybody knows that i i love obituary slowly we rot right but the thing is is that what does everybody else say besides me that their best fucking album Sorry, I mean, everybody knows that I love Cause of Death, but everybody else seems to think that Slowly We Rot is the best fucking album that they put out. So I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally I found a fucking sub $20 copy of the cassette, and I'm like, you know what, I'll pull the trigger. Beautiful. Because Obituary sounds fucking awesome on cassette. That's you have damn proven sure. to me that most of that early 90s stuff sounds amazing on cassette, yeah, That dude. mortician shit sounds fucking ridiculous so on cassette. So good. So good. Heavy. But in that spirit, I think, you know, what is a, a new metal band that I'm really into that kind of gives me a little bit of that old school vibe, but also just has their own fucking thing going on, man. And I immediately thought of one of my favorite bands right now, and that is Pharmacist. This band fucking crushes. Now, if you don't know who Pharmacist is, they are, believe it or not, a fucking two-piece from Japan. Wow, really? A fucking two-piece, dude. The drummer, known as Therapeutist, just does the drums. And then the pharmacist himself doing vocals, guitars, and bass on nice. all of these tracks. And when you hear this nice. shit, 
you're gonna be like the pharmacist is a goddamn prodigy it is amazing what two people are capable of you know yeah man this this really it really is amazing jesus it really is fucking amazing what two people are capable of so like i said they're a japanese uh death metal mince core gore grind pathological metal band they're they're just all around fucking brutal i would describe them as like uh what's a good way like nile meets carcass meets dead infection meets county medical examiners it's just like the the perfect crossover i was was gonna say that this sounds like napalm death uh mixed with carcass that yeah like is it it does it's like that both of like really good grind but it's also like amazing death metal dude the yeah the, the album that we're covering right now, uh, Flourishing Extremities on Upon Spoiled Mental Grounds. It's a mouthful to get out. Uh, <laughs> this is their newest release. They have a bunch of uh, releases and stuff that they put out over the past few years. I found these guys through a split that they did with Fluids. I'm a huge fucking Fluids guy. Um, I saw this, the the logo. I was like, well, I can't even read what the fuck this logo says. I got to figure out what this band is. <laughs> Immediately hooked on this fucking band. Um, this album in particular, I am just completely blown away with. Uh, for me, dude necromorph on this album is fucking incredible uh and, and dude this 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 song comes in at like a, a three minutes and 40 with like the creepiest fucking like riffs and like atmosphere it just takes you on this like evil fucking ride with guitar solos that you would never expect to be in a band like this like yeah. they are sh- well, this dude is fucking shredding man I, I really like the title track, which is also kind of cool that it's not the first fucking song of the uh, yeah, that is of good. the album. It's, it's like there. later on. Um, something that I kind of thought was funny is that Peroxide Engagement is like a fucking acoustic. Um, like, I, not, I don't know. It's like it's completely different from the rest of the album. And when when that track comes on, it like makes me fucking laugh every time. It's because so it's different. Just this, yeah it reminds like me of like a nile intro like it, dude it yes that's the, what it the is guitar tone and everything it sounds like the nile clean parts like you are the, correct with that like like synthesizer like drone thing going on behind it and stuff and then dude it's it's that nile clean tone that just i immediately thought of that and then it goes into that like uh that nursery song what is it uh nursery aesthetics and that fucking song riffs, dude. 250 in, you get this like carcass meets Slayer fucking hook-driven riff. That and that's what that's what does it for me about this band, dude. Is that like these giant fucking hook-driven like riffs that are just so catchy and just so death metal. And like the vocals are so carcass. Like yeah. it sounds like the fucking dude from Carcass doing some of the vocals on these tracks. Well, that's the, the like I feel like you know as opposed to fluids like pharmacist has a more palatable song structure oh where when they do like when they do grind stuff it's like modern napalm death type like grind stuff where like yeah they're blasting and doing all that shit but it's not like a six second anal cunt song where the whole thing is just yeah i mean this is definitely more of like a it reminds me more of like mince core like haggis or like angathalases and stuff like that it's if you've ever listened to like county medical examiners or dead infection it definitely hits that like pathological or 
pathological fucking i can't i don't know it's a big word for me i'm a, a fucking idiot <laughs> but like it's that like yeah. medical grindcore really really well and that's what like carcass kind of started was that like whole medical death metal thing and these guys i think fucking perfected action just right? yeah yeah dude these and, and, and this is really like all of those different things in a perfect package the production even the drummer oh, super tight Dude, even the fucking, like, yeah, I'm giving so much props to this pharmacist dude who does the guitars and vocals and all this shit. This shit would be nothing without these drums. There's parts where the drummer's adding these little, like, flares of, like, cymbal hits and shit that are just, like, mind-blowing to me. Because it makes so much of a difference in the overall vibe of what's going on. Where I'm like, this is the difference between having an okay drummer and a fucking real drummer who knows how to like really handle songwriting because it makes yeah. so much of a difference do you know if they play live if they I'm, like i'm not out? sure but i would dude if they do i'm i'm there a hundred percent anywhere in the u.s i'd go to up. see these dudes we gotta look that up man because i would i would really be interested to see how they do it if they do play live like that's i imagine it's a bass backing track there's probably a guitar backing track and then he plays the lead you know it's possible that's how i well, would like, have to imagine well like i think sleep terror used to like have a backing yeah like he would have like people come with him and like he would play the lead obviously but when i saw I sleep terror he, it think, was just the drummer and and it was it was him and like they had a, a guitar backing track and a bass backing track that yeah. played obviously behind them and shit like that but dude that dude shreds he's fucking yeah and dude th- this guitar player there's points where it's like uh, I think it is in the the Necromorph song where it's like the guitar isn't even really distorted for the solo. He sounds like he's playing like a fucking Guthrie Govin style fucking solo, but then it it shifts from that into this like amazing like atmospheric riff that just like just keeps you on this ride that is just heavy and evil and just doesn't give up, man. I I cannot anybody who like really got into the uh worm you know recommendation that we put out i i 100 tell you right now that you're gonna fucking love pharmacist you think these guys play dead space the game because that's like necromorph is like a thing for dead yeah space. i think it has to have been for sure they have to they have yeah. to but dude even you know you showed me this band and this is like i have multiple albums on like my itunes now that like i rotate to uh rotate through while like i'm working out and shit fucking albums like almost 50 minutes long and it's yeah, only seven like songs. seven songs yeah. it's, it's it's cool it's not what you expect and like the second you fucking play the first song like they start ripping solos <sighs> and it's it's fucking awesome yeah that first right? song it's is fucking, just so like dude it, it kicks you in the nuts with like great fucking riffs great solos and what's good about them is that they're not dude so many death metal bands rely on their vocalist to carry the band you got to have this big badass vocalist to fucking really take center stage and that's not the case with pharmacists. The music stands on its own where they are they allow themselves to have songs that start with two minutes with no vocals and that whole two yeah. minutes you're like, fuck yeah, this is what I fucking yeah, want, man. Rules. Yeah. And yeah, then you like then the vocals rules. come in, and you're like, Oh, this is even better now. But I didn't even need the fucking vocals for this to kick ass. And that's what's so good about a band like this. Hell yeah, dude. I, I give this an A plus. This a one plus. bad taste recommendation for sure. Hell we yeah. both agree on this. Hundred percent. So, uh, Grizz, I think that's just about it, right, man? I, I feel like we're uh, we're done for the week. Yes. Uh, done all we can one thing, do. W- 
we said we were going to talk about the monster some more, but we kind of. Ah, what is it? We'll wait till it comes about. out. We'll wait till we see more. Yeah. Let's give it time. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll be. I'll yeah, be. Let's, let's unbiased. We'll go into it. Yeah. Yeah. So Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me at. You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. I who I was for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Bad Taste Video. You can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Subscribe to our Twitch, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo, where we do live uh, live episodes. It's fucking fun. Everybody comes into the chat, talks yeah, shit. Great time, Wes. Gets hit. Um, we have some extra merch from VHS Fest that I believe is on the Etsy page now, right? Correct, correct. Um, I'm also going to be putting up the tie-dyes uh, a few at a time. They'll be like listed as just one so you can see what the actual print is. You can purchase that shirt directly so there won't be any guessing yeah, on what sizes. it will look like. Yeah, various sizes. Um, that's pretty much it, I guess. Uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Go back, listen to our uh, VHS Fest 6 recap, and uh, I guess get ready for next week for something that I have in mind that I think you all will like. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, we shit. will see you on the other side.